Welcome to Crop Watch Podcast, a production of Nebraska Extension. Well, good afternoon. It's a Thursday, and that means it's time for another edition of the weekly weather update and outlook of the Crop Watch Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Hunt. Let's start by taking a quick look at temperatures across the state. Temperatures range from the mid-50s in the Panhandle to the mid-70s in the far southeastern corner of the state. In most places right now, we're seeing temperatures between 65 and 70 degrees. We did have a front move through the state earlier today. Now, that it didn't bring significantly cooler temperatures, except for maybe parts of Panhandle. Uh, But what it has brought, though, is a much drier air mass and much stronger winds from the northwest. Uh, So, again, we have not seen dew points uh, this low, which right now range from the mid-20s to the mid-30s across most of the state. We haven't had dew points this low in several months. Uh, again, we had dew points that were well below average in May and June. We were, you know, really having our driest conditions here in eastern Nebraska. Uh, but these are dew points that we probably haven't seen since at least April, if not back into March. Uh, so this is a much different air mass what we have been dealing with for um, recent times. Uh, skies across the state are mostly clear in the east with uh, some scattered clouds across western Nebraska. So our, the frontal passage of interest right now is currently up in the Dakotas. And we will be moving through the state overnight. This should bring a slight chance of showers uh, to most of the state. So, again, I don't think anybody's going to see any meaningful precipitation from this. Uh, but some people will probably see maybe four or five hundreds to upwards of a tenth of an inch. Uh, most places will not receive any precipitation overnight. And rainfall should be uh, through the state by early tomorrow morning, or what rainfall that will be will be through the state by early tomorrow morning. Um, again, I don't think this will be anything impactful. As for the front moves through, you'll see uh, relatively strong winds from the northwest and much cooler conditions. Uh, so for most of central and eastern Nebraska, temperatures tomorrow afternoon will be at least 10 degrees, uh, probably more like 15 to maybe even 20 degrees cooler than what they are today. So we're expecting highs mostly in the 50s. Uh, some places up in far northeastern corner of the state may have trouble even hitting 50 tomorrow afternoon, uh, particularly if clouds hang around a little bit longer than expected. We are currently expecting clouds to be clearing off by Friday night and with winds dying off a little bit, uh, not going dead calm, but certainly subsiding a bit as high pressure uh, moves into the region. Uh, we will see temperatures drop off quite a bit. Now, the big question is, do we see temperatures drop below freezing everywhere in the state or just the western, say, two-thirds of the state? Expectation right now is that temperatures will be below freezing pretty much uh, everywhere except for the southeastern quadrant. And the National Weather Service offices that cover the state have issued freeze watches for uh, pretty much everywhere west of Lincoln and north of Omaha. And again, uh, depending on how quickly things clear out, how calm the winds get, um, there is a reasonable chance of having temperatures drop below freezing uh, for pretty much everywhere except for maybe the very far southeastern corner, Fall City, Rulo. You may be the only places that manage to stay above freezing uh, tomorrow night. Uh, again, I don't think this is a significant freeze risk for the Lincoln-Omaha metro areas, but again, the air mass is drying up that if we do have uh, much calmer winds than expected – then we uh, definitely could see temperatures drop in the upper 20s in our area. And temperatures right now are forecast to drop into the 20s uh, for most of western and central Nebraska. So Scotts Bluff, Valentine, Ogallala, Holdridge, Kearney, you are likely to see temperatures in the upper 20s. And some places in the Sandhills maybe you see temperatures drop off in the mid-20s. 
Uh, same with uh, up towards Shattered. So, uh, again, um, just pay close attention to your local forecast tomorrow night to see how cold you're expected to get. And that might, uh, you know, help you decide what you need to bring in for um, plants and whatnot. So we move through the weekend. Temperatures should moderate through Sunday. And then we will see another frontal passage move through the state uh, late in the day on Sunday. Uh, right now, this front is expected to come through dry. I don't even know that we'll see much of the way cloud cover with it. But we will see another shift of, in the wind back to the north across most of the state. This is only really going to just bring a kind of glancing blow of cooler air. Most of the cooler air will be to our east for this next frontal passage. Uh, that is with no, most frontal passages that bring the cooler air to the east. Uh, oftentimes, northeast Nebraska kind of gets a, a pretty good brunt of it. And temperatures on Monday will be mostly upper 50s to low 60s. And here in Lincoln, Omaha areas, we'll probably see temperatures uh, back in the 62 to 65 range uh, with much warmer temperatures as you go into the western portion of the state. Very nice conditions on Tuesday for most of the state. As we head into the day on Wednesday, we are going to be uh, paying attention to a storm system that might be developing um, across the southern plains. So the current um, or the latest European model shows a pretty nice jet streak across Kansas uh, late Wednesday into Thursday. So that would be kind of the left exit region of the jet streak, which would be favoring a decent area of low pressure. And um, again, we would be north of anything that would be probably severe. But will be interesting to see is if we do get some significant precipitation across portions of western and southern Nebraska. So the expectation right now is for there to be precipitation in the panhandle on Wednesday evening into Thursday morning. Uh, again, we're not talking about any flooding concerns, but we are probably looking at another quarter to maybe upwards of an inch of rain, depending on how dynamic the storm is. And the last couple of runs have been fairly consistent about bringing uh, this low from Kansas through Missouri and then moving east-northeast up into the uh, eastern Great Lakes region. And that actually puts the southern third, or certainly the southern quarter of the state, in a favorable position to get uh, kind of a nice round of stratiform precipitation. So we might actually see, uh, say, from Holdridge over to Nebraska City, maybe as far north as uh, Lincoln and Wahoo, there's a chance that we could see uh, three-quarters to an inch and a half of rain uh, and coming in a really nice way and on the day uh, during the day on Thursday and the Thursday night. Again, this is still a, about a week out and the models have not been particularly consistent with the timing and the strength of this. So I'm, I'm taking this a little bit of grain of salt, but nevertheless, uh, this is several runs in a row that are showing a storm system moving into our general vicinity of the country uh, with precipitation in, in the region. It's just more of a matter of, you know, kind of the placement of it and the strength of it. Uh, but again, it looks uh, right now, it looks uh, fairly positive for good precipitation amounts across the southern portion of the state. Uh, that's great news for anybody trying to plant wheat uh, that might slow down harvest for a little bit. But again, just given the how dry this it's been for most of the year, soils are not particularly uh, wet in most places. Uh, the rain the other night, notwithstanding, most places have already dried out from that somewhat. So I think that rain we had the other night probably to keep people out of the field for more than a day, day and a half. Um, but again, I, I do think this would be a very much needed rain for uh, our wheat crop going into next year. Uh, if you recall last fall, we just were extremely dry 
across this region. And uh, the wheat that was planted in October last year in southeastern Nebraska just really never had a good chance to uh, make a good stand. So this actually, uh, this forecast verifies this actually is great news for the wheat crop. Um, and again, this doesn't look like something that's going to last for two or three days. This looks like this would be about a 18 to 24 hour event. And then the area low pressure will move off to the east, northeast out of our region. Now, what is interesting is the European model is showing the upper level low um, kind of cutting off across Ontario. And again, that's still in the eight to 10 day range. And, you know, the eight to 10, the seven to 10 day forecasts have been Sometimes they've been pretty good this year. Sometimes they haven't been. Uh, but what this would show is that a low would cut off over this area and kind of sit and spin there for a couple of days. Uh, that would make conditions relatively miserable across the eastern Great Lakes region and maybe even potentially as far west as um, Illinois. For us, I don't think this would mean anything uh, for precipitation. This northwest flow is not favorable for, for um, rainfall this time of year. But what it may mean is that temperatures may be on the seasonally cool side with highs in the 50s and low 60s as we head to the later portion next week. Um, again, I think that's still those details need to be ironed out a little bit. Uh, but suffice to say that um, the CPC is kind of bullish on above average temperatures in our region uh, for the end of next week, end of the week after. And if what I'm seeing the European model today, if that does verify, then the, that would certainly uh, void the CPC's forecast. Uh, but again, their eight to 14 day outlooks uh, of late have not been uh, particularly good. So let's move into the uh, update. Um, so we did see precipitation for most of the state in the last seven days. And I am particularly happy to see that we did pick up a inch, inch and a half, maybe upwards of two inches of rain um, across portions of southeastern Nebraska that really not had much rain in the last 30 to 45 days. Uh, so, again, there are parts of Seward and Saline counties that picked up over an inch and a half of rain on Tuesday evening. Now, again, not saying every drop of that went in the ground, but um, there was a good portion that it probably infiltrated, which is helping out the top portion of profile. So it's making uh, some dent. Uh, but nevertheless, that inch and a half of rain, in some cases, about three times the amount of rain that fell in the month of September or maybe even dating back into late August. So you probably had about a 40 day stretch here where uh, some parts of York, Seward, Saline, and Fillmore counties uh, had less than six tenths of an inch of rain. Uh, conditions also were very, very dry here in the far southeastern corner in September. Uh, Fall City actually had its driest September on record. We're kind of classifying this as sneaky dry just because I don't think we were, uh, that area wasn't getting as much attention just because they really have had a generally a very good growing season. It's about the one spot in eastern Nebraska that, um, uh, really did not have any major issues this year with the uh, moisture stress. So again, I think the um, I haven't heard from farmers from uh, Odo, Nemaha, and Richardson counties, but my guess is their crop yields this year are quite a bit better than last year, and um, maybe some of the best rain-fed yields that we see in the state this year. Uh, again, uh, other areas that saw some pretty good amounts of rain. Uh, Blair, that's a nice, probably two-inch bullseye kind of right around you. Sherman County here south of Ord. Uh, picked up pretty good precipitation amounts east of O'Neill and the Hay Springs, Gordon, uh, Rushville areas also picked up uh, inch, inch and a half of rain. Areas that didn't see too much rain, uh, the Highway 83 corridor from Valentine down through Mullen. Uh, very little precipitation fell there this week. But again, this is not a portion of the state that's um, in dire need of precipitation. Um, and again, near in the southwestern portion of Panhandle, uh, most places picked up a half inch to an inch of rain. 
so again, just what I understand, conditions here for um, for wheat are just absolutely outstanding. This is probably some of the best conditions they've had for winter wheat uh, in this area in many, many years. Uh, I think the same can be kind of said here across portions of southwestern Nebraska as well. Um, and so it's got to turn your attention to, so since we have uh, just finished a growing season, I want to turn our attention to uh, the growing season precipitation ranks by district. And what we actually have seen uh, is the state really as a whole actually had a pretty good season. Uh, so again, the, if you're not familiar, the growing season, at least climatologically speaking, we tend to um, define as May 1st through uh, September 30th. And if we were to just take a look at um, how things are across the entire region. So again, things in the Midwest uh, were generally very dry. That's more a reflection of it was very dry from about the first week of May through 1st of July, pretty much everywhere in the Corn Belt. Uh, some places in the Corn Belt saw pretty good rain the first part of July. And I think the places that did pick up uh, good rains in July in Iowa and Illinois maybe actually um, are seeing some pretty good yields. Uh, the northeastern quadrant of Iowa did not pick up that much rain in July and, and remained quite dry through August. So uh, those districts actually really are close to some of the driest growing seasons on record. Not the absolute driest, but certainly the top 10 driest for northeastern, east central Iowa, southeastern Minnesota, southwestern Wisconsin, uh, top 10 driest growing seasons. Um, here in east central Nebraska, we were... Um, quite dry. We were not close to being record dry, but um, uh, east central and southeastern portion of the state had precipitation ranks that were much closer to what we saw uh, in the I states and up in Minnesota and Wisconsin. So you moved in the western parts of the state, though, it was uh, much closer to what you saw uh, out here in the front range and high plains. So again, Panhandle, it was the second wettest growing season on record. And as I mentioned last week in my podcast, Scott's Bluff actually uh, is has a reasonable shot of having its wettest year on record. I believe the same thing can be shed for Shadron and Sydney as well. And again, this is great news considering how dry it had been uh, in the previous couple of years out in that part of the state. Uh, also, the same can be said for parts of Wyoming and Colorado. So again, we really, um, this was just great news for uh, not only the winter wheat crop, the this past growing season, but also just really getting some uh, pasture and range conditions in much better shape than what we had seen in recent years. Um, so again, as a, as a whole, the state had a good season for growing season precipitation, uh, but certainly portions of eastern south-central Nebraska, uh, even though the south-central Nebraska district as a whole did fairly well, there are portions in there in that eastern portion of that district that really were quite dry this growing season. Um, and again, there are, are years where what we had would have normally not been that bad. We were relatively dry in May, or actually we were record dry in May in eastern Nebraska, and we were really dry in September. And there are years where that wouldn't have been that detrimental, just given that we had almost ideal conditions there between the end of June and about the first part of August. Uh, but the problem was that we just started off the year uh, behind the eight ball with subsoil moisture that just was completely lacking for uh, most state. Now, in the western portion of the state, they you know, that recharge came with really heavy precipitation in May. Uh, by the time it came to eastern and northeastern Nebraska, it was kind of too late to really recharge the deeper portion of the profile. Uh, the rains that did fall really were good about keeping the top foot, um, uh, you know, recharged with, you know, with moisture. Uh, but as we saw, by the time we got to late August, when we had that heat stretch or that heat spell with um, 
you know, it really depleted the moisture profile and, you know, things really started racing maturity. Uh, so the fact that we didn't have that deep reserve of moisture was actually very detrimental by the end of August. And in terms of soil moisture, we do have some good news to report that uh, at least in the top portion of the profile, things across state really are in much better shape than they were a week ago. Uh, and again, some places um, kind of out toward Holdridge and over toward McCook, actually, in terms of percentiles, are in uh, quite good shape for this time of year. Uh, so again, that's great news for any uh, emerging weed in that area. And as we move to taking a look at root zone soil moisture, uh, again, conditions are still not great for the eastern portion of the state where, um, you know, we still just got to have a long way to go to make up some deficits. Um, but I would say that we are um, making some headway. And if we can keep getting uh, half inch and inch of rain once a week for the next four or five weeks, that actually would make a, uh, a decent dent in what we need. It wouldn't get us all the way there, but it would certainly put us in a much better um would certainly be in much better shape than we were at this time last year. It would be um, much better for the winter wheat crop, uh, any cover crops. And yeah, like I said, we would be starting off, uh, hopefully going into this winter with a much better profile of moisture than what we had way into last year. And that about wraps it up uh, for this week. Um, oh, actually, the last thing I want to bring up uh, this week are uh, record temperatures that we had. Um last week or late last week early this week of course across uh, parts of central and eastern nebraska uh so we did see record highs uh last friday at grand island lincoln omaha and norfolk and we saw record highs on saturday in omaha and lincoln and last sunday in lincoln so for lincoln that was three consecutive days that we had record high temperatures and that's the first time we've had three consecutive days of record high temperatures since uh, june of 1988 if you can believe that uh, at least that's of three consecutive days with records that are still in place. Uh, so there might have been three consecutive days uh, at some point between 1988 and now, but those, you know, some of those records may not still stand. Um, so again, we've uh, really actually had some pretty impressive stretches of warm, excessive heat and warmth in the last uh, six weeks across this region of the country uh, between late August, Labor Day, and uh, this past weekend. So hopefully we're done with that for now. Um, again, it looks like we should be relatively cool uh, tomorrow and Saturday. Um, more seasonal temperatures for, for most of next week, and we'll have to just kind of take a look and see what uh, transpires as we head into next week, and it's uh, possible we may be seasonally warm if the CPC forecast verifies, but um, there's a chance that that won't verify. We might actually be a bit on the seasonally cool side, uh, which should be – um, okay, it's it's fall, and I think it's time for it to start uh, feeling more like fall. And that about wraps it up. So that concludes the weekly weather update outlook for the week ending October 7th, 2023.